Hello, this is the very first episode of 442 Dudes. My name is Ben. I'm John. And together, we form the 442 Dudes. It's a production brought to you by CCB TV. Don't forget to follow us. That's very important. I have to keep telling you, don't <laughs> forget to follow us. So, John, what exactly are we all about and what are we going to bring them today? Well, so this brand new show we're going to bring to you four different segments, starting with 90 minutes of where we will share with you guys our mesh analysis and reviews of the important matches that happened over the last week. Right, so Ben, I think, let, I think we should start off with the most recent game that, that took yeah. place, which was the okay. Champions League, right? Yeah. So, so what are your thoughts regarding the Champions League? Uh, first of all, thoughts very simple. I'm glad Chelsea made it. I'm uh, sorry that you guys didn't, but we made it. Uh, and, and if we're talking about, you know, the EPL clubs, I think not a lot. Uh, just a very brief one from me. Mm. I think uh, that the Champions League, most of the people that qualify, a lot of them from Italy. Yeah, there, there are three teams, right? There are three teams that qualify for the... Napoli is one of them, right? Napoli is one of them. The other two are the Milan clubs, AC Milan, yeah. Inter Milan. So they are the highest represented nation in terms of uh, uh, clubs. In, oh. the, in the quarterfinals. So there are three okay. Italian teams, there are two English teams left, and one each from the Portuguese, the German, yeah. and Spain, right? So, yeah. but among the quarterfinals, what, what which match actually stood out for you? Well, I'm very biased. Like, if I have to say what stood out for me, it's going to be Haaland. La. Haaland. Oh, I don't, I'm not going yeah. to say Man City. It's just Haaland. Haaland, and that's it. Haaland just is the club. One, Haaland is yeah, club. I mean, I mean to, to me, it was the star of la, the, 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 the match, and uh, if anything, you know, all the goals he scored, beautiful. And most importantly, I think he, the position of the guy is just good. Lah. I don't want to talk too much about it because I can go on and on and on. But, you know, the uh, Haaland versus uh, Leipzig. Leipzig. Yeah, I, I thought that was brilliant. I, I believe it's pronounced as Leipzig. Yeah, uh, the, the, right. Yeah, I don't know. You, you, guys, you guys might just, just correct us. I, I believe the correct I'm, pronunciation is Leipzig. I don't know. Right? I'm just going Leipzig. <laughs> Sounds cute. <laughs> Why? Leipzig. You know, I think the, any Germans watching here, they're going to they're going to hammer you, man. Oh my gosh! But no, but what was it about Haaland? What you you mentioned his yeah. positional sense, right? I mean, okay, okay. Just to let you know, I mean, to me, Haaland, you know, uh, all round striker, all around striker. He's tall. He knows his position well. He's everywhere. And given the the recent game, I mean, fantastic. I, I got nothing to say, lah. I'm just blown away by his quality. You know, I'm not a Man City fan. I'm not, ah, I'm not. But I'm a Haaland fan. I grew to become a Haaland fan. Okay, but to be very honest with you guys, to be very honest, although he scored five goals, yeah. in my opinion, yeah. it wasn't a world-class performance. And that's just yeah. my opinion. The the, the, I, have, I have a reason for this, okay? The five goals that he scored, right? the first one was a penalty. In my opinion, it's not even a penalty. right? The ball didn't even touch the defender's hand. Okay. All right, so, so to me, that is not even supposed to be there. Right, so that's minus one. Right, the second goal was a rebound. Right, De Bruyne, De Bruyne shot the ball, yeah. and he Haaland is because he's because Haaland was tall, tall enough. The height. He was yes. Yeah. you mentioned he's tall. Yeah, 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 he's right. tall, he's tall. It was any other striker. Right? Yeah. I think the only other striker that we have scored that goal yeah. was made. It was United's Walkhorse. I, I do not pronounce his name. My Walkhorse or what? Another one. Yeah. Why are we doing Walkhorse? Anyway, <laughs> and, and so just to cut you that again, it's Haaland. Yeah, it's Haaland. It's all because of Haaland. I think physique and, and, and ability, you know, and everything. So therefore, yeah. So do you yeah. think he's going to break the, the the Champions League record? Oh yeah, for sure. Really? I'm going to say it right now. He is going to break the, the record. He's, he's already been scoring so many goals for Man City. He's been scoring almost 
going to be uh, he's he's been winning you know things like what uh, youngest player to score a hat trick already I think if I'm not wrong uh, even surpassing Mbappe really yeah from what I understand with just a couple of days same age but the different days same day no no same age uh -huh. but different days. So ah, Mbappe is like 20 okay, okay, plus okay. 300 and then Haaland is 20 plus 200, something like that. Alright, so then, then speaking of records, right? I mean, Pep took him out yeah. after 60 minutes, right? After he's got yeah. five, right? Yeah. So there's this, there's this, uh, there's this uh, um, conspiracy theory okay, right, going out there. Where that, are we going with this? That he's, he's, he took him out because he wants to protect Messi's record, right? Because to be very frank, I think Haaland would have scored six, seven or eight goals if he stayed on. Right all the way right okay, so, took him so, so you're saying that Pep is trying to protect his first golden son Messi yes okay all so right. that, that's what he's saying if you agree with what John say go ahead you know is Pep really protecting the golden son Messi yeah. well I, I think so I think so and be, his, I mean, his excuse was quite ridiculous right he mentioned that oh he took him out because uh, if, 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 he gonna, if he picks a record right now he's, he's nothing you know, to achieve and everything I think that's bollocks okay. that's seriously bollocks alright well right, you he, yeah, really, really. You went full English there, bollocks. You know? All right, so, right so, English. Yeah. Full English, right? You mean you went bollocks? <laughs> okay, but okay, we're going to go to the other Champions League uh, match as well. Yeah. Uh, mm. Before we go to the Liverpool one, uh, Porto versus Inter Milan, draw. Mm. What do you think about that? Um, Very briefly. I thought Porto, Porto wasted their chance. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. I, I really thought they wasted their chance. They, they had every chance to, to qualify because they were only, the, the deficit was just one year from the first league. Yeah. Right, but they, to, in, in my opinion, they were rushing a lot. Right. And and well, although they have very technical players, you know, they're very skillful players, okay. but the, the the quality in the final third was really, really lacking. Okay. I felt they were, they were very nervous. Yeah. They were rushing everything, yeah. they're rushing the shots, they're yeah. rushing the passes, okay. they were shooting from outside, you know, just trying to test uh test uh Onana the keeper. But yeah. and I felt that they did I think they were trying too hard. Okay. And I mean I also but I also have to credit Inter's defense. I mean yeah. the Italians are known for defending, right? And they're playing away. Uh yes, correct. Yeah. I mean so so the they were playing a, a very a very simple three five two formation, mm -mm. but the 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 wing backs itself when when defending they they will come back. Yeah. So they essentially it becomes a a, a five man defense. Yeah. Right, and because they are so well drilled, right, they're so organized. It was very hard, very difficult for Porto to actually to penetrate them. Okay. Correct. I think in the whole game, if I if I remember correctly, there's only one. One portion in the first half where Porto did really well in terms of the build-up, the weight of the pass, yeah. you know, the, the the movements and everything was really good, but they didn't score. And uh, well, I think they, they blew their chance. Okay, but but then again, um, if you ask me, right, okay, in terms of the remaining teams left, yeah, in the Champions League, the eight teams, right, that we yeah, mentioned that. earlier, Chelsea is one of them. In my opinion, I think only Man City okay. and Napoli stand a very, very good chance of, of getting to the finals. Of winning the game. Say of the winning, winning the Champions League. Okay, so, so, might, so, 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 so tell everyone again, who do you think they are? So my opinion, okay. Man City or Napoli will win this year's Champions League. Not Real Madrid at all. Real Madrid nah. is not even uh, nah. in the equation. Okay. No. So you heard that from John? It's an interesting thing too. Yeah. yeah. And, and speaking of John now, we're going to go something a little bit more personal, if you don't mind me saying. Uh, you never walk alone on this one, but what do you think about the match between Real Madrid and Liverpool? <laughs> Liverpool, Liverpool simply didn't yeah. turn up. Yeah, they were lackluster as they did against Bournemouth. They basically screwed up everything. Okay, I have no idea what's going through their heads. Right, I, I, I I'm not sure if it's a confidence thing. I'm not sure if it is there something that's happening behind the scenes. Okay, but something is seriously wrong with Liverpool right now. Okay, we do not know exactly what, but it is what it is. Okay, so from your point of view, you you say there's something wrong. What are two things very very glaring about them that is clearly something wrong? 
You, you, you must have saw something that, 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 that got you saying something is wrong. Number Maybe, one. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll show you. Number yeah. one, rhythm. Okay. The rhythm is affected by the injuries, the massive amount mm-hmm. of injuries that's yeah. happening okay. uh, to Liverpool. So yeah. when there's so many changes in the team okay. and all, it, and now a lot of players are coming back from mm. injury, like Jota was rushing away because yeah. there's no other players to play. Yeah. Um, that's, that's number one, rhythm. Okay. Number two, I feel something is going on behind the scenes yeah. that's causing the players to... I don't know. It, it somehow seems to be affecting their confidence. Mm. Somehow it seems to be affecting the mood. And the whole... I don't know. The, the, their body language when they're playing mm. is as if they're not trying hard enough. Okay. No, I, I'll just list two players right now. Yeah. All right. Van Dyke. Okay. His defending is just... Van Dyke. Very blasé. Okay. No, he, he's being too cool. I, I don't like right. that. No, it's not um, working as it was. Correct. Salah, for all the goals he has scored, his, passer, his passes are seriously... Crap. Okay, then we want to find out now. Huh? A very important question uh, from a Liverpool fan and someone who, who has watched the match and who has a lot of complaints about the match. Is Sadio Mane missing from the squad? No. You don't think so? So you don't think it's because of that and therefore Liverpool is in shambles now? No. The reason why I say that is because Mane already told Klopp he yeah. wants to leave yeah. the previous season. Yeah. They, have, they have more than ample time yeah. to go and prep for his departure and then mm. prepare for the future. Okay. Right? And that's the reason why, I, I believe that's the reason why they brought Luis Diaz in last January. Okay. Alright, so, so he had, uh, Diaz, uh, Diaz, oh my God, he's like a, you know, he fits like a glove, right? Yeah. To Liverpool, but now he's injured, right? Uh, so, so I mean, just, just to sum up everything, I, I think this season is just a very, very strange, very... For Liverpool. Strange season for Liverpool. And itself. again, I, I yeah. just I just have to narrow it down, just because you are a Liverpool fan, a very mm-hmm. final one. When uh, uh, the game ended, at the Santiago Bernabal, and you heard the You Never Walk Alone anthem. As a fan, what did you expect? Did you expect there was a kind gesture? Uh, did you thought that was a, wow, in your face, uh, wow, we lost and we played a song? No, I, I didn't feel that it was in your face and everything, okay. but I, I thought it was a nice touch. Okay. Um, I, I thought it was a nice touch because, I mean, in recent years, Real Madrid and Liverpool has been quite, we've mm-hmm. been playing others quite recent, right. quite, quite, uh, quite a lot of times. Right? Yeah. In fact, we lost to Real Madrid three times. Um, yeah. We have never beaten them in the Champions League. So they're kind of like our voodoo team in, okay. a, in a sense, right? So, okay. uh, but I, I think because I, I think the decision was made from Ancelotti himself. Right? I think he respects Liverpool mm. uh, from even from his days as Milan, uh, you know, the, the, the famous Istanbul final. Um, so I think he has a soft spot for Liverpool as well. So I, 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 kind of, I felt that they, that was a very nice touch. You know, even okay. he knows what we are going through. This season has been shit for us, okay. but um, he is still, you know, Showing his respect for us, lah. And and you know you you spoke about fight and now respect. Now uh, we gotta go zoom in yep. to one part of the table in the English Premier League that we have to respect because there's a big fight going on. Mm. Yeah, and according to the notes, uh, which if you written right there, relegation dog fight. What the hell is a relegation dog fight all about? And why did you call it a dog fight? We know it's very tight at the bottom. Well, you you said it very yeah. you said it very, so so, so aptly. aptly aptly right. It's a dog fight. Why? Because. If you look at the table itself, right? Yeah. From the 12th place all the way to the 20th place, there's nine teams. Yeah. And only five points separate them. Mm-mm-mm. There's only 11 games of, uh, of the season left to go. Starting right? with uh, Crystal Palace and all the yes, way down. Yes, okay. all the way down to Southampton yeah. right at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, if it's not a dogfight, then what is it? Okay, then very quickly, I also want to ask you. I'm very curious about this one. At the bottom three, we have uh, Bournemouth, Leeds United and Southampton. Who do you think are going to say bye-bye? Wow. Uh, I can't really answer, man. Okay, off the head right now, yeah based on instinct, yeah. I think Southampton, Bournemouth. Okay. Right? 
and possibly Leeds United. Uh, possibly, huh? Yeah, possibly, possibly. Okay. All right, but but if if I'm being very honest, right? If if you look at uh the 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 if we really go and scrutinize all the teams itself, I think you'll probably come down to goal difference. Okay. And if you are talking about goal difference itself, then Bournemouth obviously will be in trouble. Southampton will be in trouble, and that's okay. the reason why I mentioned the two of okay. them. Um, Everton actually also now on my minus eighteen. Yeah. Um. So it's 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 really all to play for me. To to be very to be very frank with you, why why I say Leeds is also because Leeds still has to play Liverpool. Mm-mm. He still has to play Man City, oh, Newcastle, wow. right. and Arsenal. Okay. So out of four out of eleven of the games left, right, they need to play this fourteen swath. Arsenal fight fighting for the championship. I mean, together with City. Newcastle and Liverpool are trying to get into the Champions League places. Right, so obviously, they want to do well, right? Yeah. So, I think for, for Leeds itself, it's going to be a, a tough tough run in. And that's why I think possibly they might be going down as well. So, so that's just my take with regards to the relegation. The, the dogfight. Uh, a dogfight, right? Okay. So, so now, now, now we have covered the, rele- the relegation yeah. portion, the bottom of the league. Correct. How about let's go back to the top? The top. Oh, ah, yeah, yes. the so, top. Oh, so, do you think, Lord. Ben, that, let me ask you right oh, now. Oh, yes. A, come, come, come. Just shoot it right there. Just what right do you there. think? I think, uh, do you think Arsenal can be caught? No lah. I, I think if as long as Arsenal produce the same consistency as they have, as long mm. as they're playing as well as they have, uh, as long as they have that same unity that they have throughout game after game after game, and follow Ateta's plan. Because according to Ateta, many years ago, I think about two, three years back, he says there are many phases in his plan. And we're now in phase three. According to a very recent interview, he has said we're in phase three, and guess what? He also added, we might be a little bit too early in phase three, which is a good thing for Arsenal, because that's what he's saying. So why is phase three then? We have no idea. That's the thing. His plan are so tight-lipped. No one actually knows what exactly his plan is. But guess what? Everyone's saying phase five, he's going to be his own uh, dynasty. Dynasty? Yeah. I mean, you know like how Pep does it? Because, it's, okay, think about it. In Pep now, in Pep, I think about it, and this is something very interesting. Can I swear? Now, can I swear? No, 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 I I'm going to say, oh my God. I, I see all the swearing coming oh. out. But guess what? Pep Ateta, well, Pep's Ateta is now topping the league. Pep's right? Ateta. Yeah, yeah, Pep's Ateta is now topping the league. Then you have Pep's company, who's also topping the other side. Well, I mean, at the bottom, but still, the topping the thing. So now he has two of the disciples from Man City, two of them from Pep, and they are at the top. So I'm sure he's going to build his own dynasty. Ateta's dynasty. Yeah, so they've got two botak, no? Got two botak. One, Eric Ten Hag. The other one, Pep Guedela. What is Ten Hag going to do yeah. this? Oh, no, I'm just saying that Pep has his disciples. Eric Ten Hag is still a disciple of the game. But it's not that's under Pep. You're, you're not making any no, sense. You, you're, no, 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 you're no. talking to talk about. But I'm just saying because you're saying the top, right? Therefore, I think as an Arsenal fan, it, well, which I'm not, I think Ateta is what it takes to keep them all the way there. Yeah, I think Arsenal is why I think. Okay, but don't forget, uh, don't forget, guys, guys, don't forget, right? Arsenal still has to play Liverpool, Man City, Newcastle away. All right, they still have to play these yeah. three teams away. They're going to play Chelsea at home. Yeah, they're probably yeah. going to win the game. I think so. Probably going to lose. Right, but okay. they're also going to be playing a team betting relegation. Right, Southampton mm-hmm. is one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, West Ham is another one. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Leeds as well. Uh, so, so it's going to be a very interesting uh, uh, um, a race to to the finish. Definitely. And uh, so, so can Arsenal be caught? Uh, my short answer is probably yes. Ah. Probably yes, because of the reasons I mentioned, uh, the, the remaining matches they're going to play, the, the, the caliber of the teams itself. Right? So, um, that, that's just, just what I think. Okay. Alright. So, yeah, guys, there you have it. Uh, that was our very short, uh, simple match analysis and review of, uh, the, the week, the, the, the more important yeah. matches, uh, that took place over the last week. You disagree, agree. Let us know too. No? That's I mean, right. That's what we want to know. Yeah. But thank you. That was 90 minutes. So, yeah.
90 minutes ah. Felt like one hour. Real life, <laughs> that kind of thing. Right, so don't go away because uh, coming up right next, we will be going to the second segment called The Sixth Sense, where we will give you our predictions of the uh, upcoming matches in the coming week. All right, stay tuned. Welcome back. This is now that segment where we're going to do our sixth sense. Yeah, see, he's doing that sixth sense already. Now we're mm. going to do our predictions, and John, what kind of predictions are we going to do? Uh, yeah, so for our predictions, you can see on screen, we're not going to go through every single one of them, but I think I just want to focus on two games that's happening in the English Premier League this Ooh, weekend. What are they? What are they? Okay, the first game I'm going to, I want to focus on is Brentford versus Leicester. Why? And why is because Leicester has lost the last, their last oh. four games, okay. right? And they're being dragged into the relegation dogfight, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah. So the question right now is, will Leicester lose another game to make it five mm -hmm. in a row? Um, I think the answer is no. Huh. I believe Leicester is going to win this game right uh, for this weekend ah. for the very simple reason that Brentford just played Southampton okay. last night. Right, so there, there's only like a two two day rest in uh, okay. in, in between, okay. and uh, Leicester has been kind of up and down this season. They perform really really well sometimes, and at other times they were just shit. Right, so so uh, I I think Rogers isn't someone that will bring someone to relegation, like, in my opinion. Yeah. Right, so so I, I for me I think Leicester is going to win it. Uh, the okay. second game, in my opinion, okay. is to look out for is Southampton versus Spurs, and and there's one reason and one reason only, and because we are Asians, we are from Singapore, four four two dudes from Singapore. Singapore. Uh, we are Asians, and there's Why, only yeah? one superstar, Asian superstar in the Premier League right now, and his name is Son Hon Min. Min. He is one goal away from scoring the hundredth goal in the English Premier League, and if he does that this weekend. Right, he's gonna be the very first Asian to do so. I'm really, really excited to see him do it. I, I I'm the Son Hon Min fan. I'm not a Spurs fan, I'm a Son Hon Min fan. I can tell he's wet all over, saliva, oh all over. God, there talking. you go, man. Confirm, just talking yeah, about it. The kimchi so, I ate earlier, la, so, must be la, so la, la. Like in the acting world, you got Michelle Yeo, first Asian, uh, Oscar oh, and all that. Mm. Then now in the EPL, you're gonna have uh, Song Hyong Min. Yes. He's gonna be winning that accolade. Oh, well, really I really believe so. And don't forget, la, out of the 99 goals that yeah. he scored in Premier League so far, yeah, yeah. 10 of them came against Southampton. Okay. Right? I, I, I went to check earlier, right? Right. So, who's, <laughs> who's going to stop him from scoring another goal, man? <laughs> Make it 100! So, what happens if Song Hyung-min gets injured do, uh, during training? Shut up, <laughs> la, no curse, la, you oh, ask it. You what, are, happens, Asia, no, what happens if got red card? I don't know, these are just possibilities. Alright, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Now, Happening this weekend is also the FA Cup quarterfinals, okay. right? So Ben, what do you think? I mean, as I've said earlier, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Pep himself. And it's going to be uh, a lot of things going on. So Pep versus company. Ooh, Pep versus company. Two Bota. I actually forgot company is Bota also. Huh? So two Botas are going to ah. go head to head. Oh my god, that makes sense. Head to head, because no hair. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give some context right. to our, our non-Singaporean sure, viewers, sure, right? Sure. Bota basically means bald Yeah, headed. a colloquial term to say yeah, bald. Yeah, bald headed, yeah, right? Yeah, we so. just want to want to confirm that. Uh, and and yeah, so you, you asked me what is this uh, match all going to be. It, it's, it's exciting. It's going to be, you know, again, as I said, master versus disciple. Mm. We see it happening in the EPL with uh, Pep against Ateta. And now we have a chance to see Pep versus company. And... Uh, you know what? I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a, a exciting match. But as I've said also earlier, Haaland. So if he plays Haaland, uh, good good goodbye Burnley lah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. so 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 if anything, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, right here four zero. 
Wow! Yeah, I mean, if you play four nil to Man City. That's a bit of Ben's prediction, right? So for those of you who are betting, hey, you might want to take some notes from Ben, man. He's good. He's predicting Man City to win Burnley by four goals to nil. I, I've never bet, so you know. Yeah, well, uh, four nil. We're not betting men, all right? Yeah, yeah four yeah. nil. Yeah, and 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 in the note, I, I'm gonna say I'm very raw, and I'm just gonna say in the notes here, John wrote something about Grimsby excellent run. Uh, yes, I'll just very quickly touch on Grinsby. They are playing in League 2 and in the FA Cup final round, they have actually beaten five teams wow. that's above them in the football uh, league, right? The higher so tiers. So three of them, yeah, in the higher tiers. So three of them are in League 1, which performed really well in League 1. Uh, one of them was in the Championship. You know, okay. Luton, Lut uh, they beat Luton. Luton is actually doing yeah. very well. They're in the playoffs in the Championship right now. And for all you know, we might be seeing Luton in the Premier League next year. Uh, I mean, there, there is a possibility, but right? But they lost to Grimsby. And, uh, and, the, and they beat one Premiership team, you know. And uh, unfortunately, I need to say, uh, this episode, we really mentioned them a lot of times. There's Southampton. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, yeah, they are being mentioned again. And uh, they, they lost to Grimsby in the last round uh, of the FA Cup, right? So... Uh, so yeah, I just want to give some credit to Grinsby for, for a wonderful job well done, but they are playing B uh, Brighton um, at the Amex Stadium, so I, I really don't think they are going to win. I'm also predicting a 4-0 win for Brighton, so there you go, our predictions 4-0, uh, each for Man City versus Burnley, as well as Brighton versus Grimsby. Alright, so guys, there you have it. Those were our predictions for the uh, matches that's coming out this week, and we will be moving on to the next segment uh, titled Who's Who's and What's What. Stay tuned. All right, everybody, welcome back once again to 442 Dudes from Singapore. Right now, we're moving on into the third segment titled Who's Who and What's What. Now, in this segment, we will be focusing on the things that's happening around the footballing world. And mm. in this particular episode, we will be focusing on scandals off the yeah. pitch. Yeah, and, and, and speaking of off the pitch, now this one is also everywhere, you know, on social media and everywhere else. Mm. And this one, and speaking of social media, I have to read this tweet. After a surreal few days, I'm delighted that we have navigated a way through this. I want to thank you all for the incredible support, particularly my colleagues at BBC Sport for the remarkable show of solidarity. Football is a team game, but their backing was overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And this is just part one of the, the four tweets mm -hmm, he has. Mm -hmm, yeah. uh, I mean, we don't have to guess. Like, we say BBC, we say football. It's Gary Lineker. There you go. Yeah, and and I think the whole idea about this is that to me, I, it just shows that football is beyond the pitch. That's what we said. Uh, football is not just about the, the the ball; it's also about the people. It's about the game. And even though they are aged like fine wine, uh, but these people, okay, they they still are together and they still communicate with each other. They still show support. And I think very importantly, this is what football is all about. It's it's just you know, it's it's not just a sport, but it creates a community. Oh, it, 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 it right. forms right. unity, and uh, it is an international language. Mm. True. It's international language. I mean, here's, here's my thing on the whole 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 affair, right? I, I, first of all, I really want to applaud the, the show, the show of solidarity, you know, shown by the pundits, uh, not just them, but the commentators as well, oh, as yeah. well as the fellow presenters. I oh, mean, yeah, there yeah. were two other shows that were cancelled, uh, in, in regards to this scandal. Uh, but I think the the real question over here right now is, uh, um, should one person's political opinions, mm -hmm. that means he or her own personal opinions, yeah. uh. Should he, he or he suffer consequences in what they do right. uh, that's unrelated to the issue? So what I basically want, want to, 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 to highlight over here is, should you mix politics with football? Right. right? Because it seems that Lineker was punished for his own political views, and hence his job that is totally unrelated to his yeah. views, 
know, he suffered the consequence of that. So, so should we do that? In my opinion, no. Football should be football. Politics should be politics. You don't, don't mix the, mix two, mix of the them. two. Yeah, that, okay. that's just my take for this whole. So, what do you guys yeah. think? I don't know. You may disagree with me. You might, you might, you might agree with whatever the BBC is doing. So, so what's your take, right, on this? Well, just yeah. an update for you guys. Uh, Lineker is now back on air. He has agreed to go back on air to present uh, the next week's show. Uh, however. An independent review will still be taking place. Okay. Right. So, so it'll be very interesting to find out what's going to happen. Uh. Yeah. And BBC said sorry, didn't I think that's more important. Oh, BBC yeah. said sorry. I just want to say that BBC did say sorry. <laughs> so whether or not you know whatever happened, I, I give them some small credit lah. Okay. Uh, some small credit. At mm. least they they did some apology. Okay. So uh, you know I, I thought that was not too bad. Again, football. It's all about the football. Yeah. Mm. Not, not about anything else. And speaking about football. In another part of the world, which is quite close to England, in somewhere in Spain, mm-hmm. something is happening with kaching, 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 like what we used to call them, or we still call them today, UEFA Lona, because apparently Barcelona is paying referees. UEFA Lona, now that's a headline, man. UEFA Lona. <laughs> well, that's what people have been commenting, you know, like UEFA Lona, UEFA Lona, and all that. Okay. So yeah, what do you think? Kelong or not Kelong? What super Kelong? Okay, okay. Before we go to Kelong, right? Okay, yeah. Kelong basically means political term. Uh, uh, what does it mean in English? <laughs> okay, so Kelong is like a, like an uh, uh, like not scripted. Uh, it's scripted, scripted. Uh, something like that. Uh, not meant to be. Be you know. I don't even know what Kelong supposed to be. <laughs> Wait, we got people writing for us at the back. Yeah, Kelong. Okay, I'm gonna read it. It means paying off the referee, which is exactly what they are being accused of. Yeah, right? very so, Kelong indeed. So they were Barcelona are accused of making payments to a company that's owned by a senior refereeing official to yeah. influence results from 2001 all the way to 2018. Not well, a seven years worth of thing. And wow. If this is really true, uh, it's going to rock the whole football world, uh, in my opinion. Uh, it it's going to be worse than the, the, the Juventus scandal. Yeah. Um, it's going to be worse than Man City's financial yeah. woes and all the stuff. So, wow, well, we got to stay tuned, man. This is, good. this is something that's potentially can become very, very, very big. It could go big. Yeah. And I don't know about you, Ben, but yeah. when, I, when I saw this news, right, I mean, it, I, I just have one question to ask. What and was it? Okay, this might be very sensitive to some of you guys, uh, but I think I still want to ask it, right? Okay. Is the, the question is, are matches really played with integrity? Wow. Yeah, I want to ask that because, okay, I'll just give you two examples, right? Uh, uh, using okay. Liverpool and Manchester United of, as an example. Of course, la, of course. Right? So, so, we all know Liverpool trashed Man United, right? So, how okay. do you go from humiliating your biggest rivals in one week and then, you know, screwing up and then not even turning up right. against the bottom team right. uh, uh, in the next week? Okay. Right? And then, th- that's for Liverpool. Then, from, yeah, yeah, from yeah. United's perspective, how do you lose and be humiliated by your biggest rivals? And suddenly just doing well. And then, you know, you, you, you suddenly, the, in the very next game, you just, you just suddenly turn up. So, so, are the players being instructed to turn on and off, you know, the, right. the, the the, 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 the guess what? Okay, so you think do you think that money then plays a role in motivating them? That means, you know, we're, we're trying to say that footballer these days, they no longer give their 100% every game. I have no Is idea. Is that where we're going? We have no idea yet. I mean, I have no idea. Yeah. I, I'm, just, I'm just, you know, it just, just begs the question. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, uh, with, with the two happenings we've been sharing uh, from the BBC uh, scandal as well as the uh, Barcelona paying the referee, you know, if anybody has any sort of comments or, or whatever you want to share, just let us know. But very importantly, we want to ask you this question and we hope to hear from some of you as well and maybe from us also. How prevalent can this be? You know, how prevalent can this be in, in, in what, what's happening here? Yeah. So we, we, we kind of want to know. So, yeah, that's our end of our segment of uh, what's what with who's who. Wait, uh? For our uh, viewers out there, I think Ben means prevalent. 
How prevalent can this whole issue be? Uh, that, that, yeah. I, I'm doing different pronunciation. Alright, we, we, we are... We, <laughs> Singaporeans understand as prevalent. Yeah lah. Uh, British, they are prevalent. prevalent. I am a Singaporean <laughs> represent. So yes, we'll catch you next because later on, just like how I don't agree with him, I believe as long as you understand me, Ken Reddy, our next one is also, if you don't agree with me, it's okay. It is the Onions of the Week. Yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Where's my onion? Huh? What did you say? Ah. Oh, roll it, yeah? Okay, here we go. Hello, sorry, using phone. In any case, hello, we are back. This is Onions of the Week. I was just searching for recipe on the onions, but never mind. This is where the part of the show where we will share Ooh. our <coughs> unpopular opinion. So, our unpopular, popular, unpopular, see lah, you're gonna scooting until my pronunciation all haywire. Our unpopular, um, Opinion of the week is something going to be very controversial. It's actually about the VAR. Mm -hmm. So, John, would you like to share straight away? Now, before we, we go to John, uh, John is very passionate about this. Huh? We both <coughs> agree on this stance. We both agree on this stance, but I want to let the passionate man do it. But first, John, are we ready to show them your passion? Uh, okay, Sorry, let me just calm down. Let me just calm yeah, down better... so that I, I don't go overboard, <laughs> all right? Okay. Um, I think in short, yeah. our opinion yes. for the v, uh, VAR fiasco, mm. right, or the VR, um, is this. There shouldn't be two referees in charge of a game. Mm. Why, what do I mean? What I mean is there should only be one referee on, on the pitch. Yeah. Yes, that, that, that's it. The VAR should not be manned by a referee. It should be manned by a tech guy. Why do I say that? Let's give a very simple example. In a fine dining restaurant, you don't have two executive chefs running the show. Correct? They're definitely going to clash, isn't it? Right? Yeah. Correct. You, you can't have two executive chefs. So, so why are you doing the same thing with VAR? Okay. I know some people might argue, you know, that, hey, you know, the, the guy in the VAR might be the sous chef, you yeah. know, for example. But if you look at what's happening over the recent seasons, right? When VR, uh, right. When VR yeah, was yeah. introduced until now, the on-free referees seem to be very lazy and they're just waiting, you know, they put their stupid hand on their mm -hmm, ear and, mm -hmm. and then when the decision, when their decision get overturned, yeah. the players complain, they say, VR told me so. Yeah. And they become very lazy and in my opinion, that it, it takes away the credibility of the referee that's on the pitch. So, if I may sum it up, for some reason I brought kitchen in. Huh? So, I just had to put a kitchen analogy in uh, yeah, also. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. you're trying to say, too many cooks spoil the broth. Uh, definitely. Is that what you're trying to say? So, that's yes. why you're trying to say, too many cooks spoil the broth. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and, and this is where I agree with John as well. I think, uh, if anything, it should just be a clear-cut tech guy that just points the line. Not about, uh, excuse me, I think he might have passed the line. Correct. Yeah. I, I think, I, well, I, we don't know what's going on in the headset. Oh, I've so never yeah, listened. I, uh, really yeah, yeah, I can see that. You know, oh. I can see that. But I, we don't know what's going on in the headset. We don't know what's being communicated. Uh, but we know for sure there must be some sort of, hi, I think there must be something you want to look at. Yeah, yeah. So, so in this instance, right, wh why I feel that the tech guy should be the one in charge of the, the VR is because VR in itself is a technology. Right. Right. And a, techno a tech guy just has to follow the instructions, which is draw the bloody line mm -mm. correctly mm -hmm. and he will not be influenced by whatever outside knowledge that he may have of the game itself. You just need to follow the bloody instructions, draw the line correctly and then tell the on-free referee. The on-free referee is the final decision maker. Correct. He has to go to the bloody screen, take yeah. a look on itself, not rely on the VAR and then make the decision. Correct? What's happening right now? I'll give you the classic example that happened over the last week. Andre Mariner. This guy, he made two he made two separate decisions for the same scenario. Number one, case in point, Casimiro was red carded against Southampton for a tackle that was mm -mm -mm. supposedly a high hush and dangerous and hush, yeah. uh, tackle. 
right? But in the Chelsea versus yeah. Leicester game, Joao Felix also had was also on the receiving end of the same tackle. Nothing was given. Exactly. And the worst part, okay, Andre Marino was an on-pitch referee for yeah. the Chelsea game. Mm-mm-mm. He was the VAR for the United game. Oh, I didn't know that. So for the same referee, even though he's in two different positions, but he Mm-mm-mm. gave the two Mm-mm. different outcomes. Mm-mm-mm. Why? Mm-mm-mm. So is it because of his because of his refereeing knowledge or what? Right. So was it, was it, was it because or he, or he just happened to be or not in the VAR? Oh, hey, this is something that I think you should see. It. But if it's yeah. on the pitch, it's different. Correct, the scenario is different. So in my opinion, even though it's the same guy, at two different environments, he can see things differently, he feels differently, he might give the wrong, uh, uh, a different decision. So, in, so, so hence, when you're on the pitch, you tend to be more focused because you're in the yeah, zone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Correct, you're, you're in, in the, on the pitch itself, yeah, you yeah. are in the zone. Correct. You see things better. The, correct. And the VRR, as it is, you know, it says video assistant referee. Yeah. It's supposed to assist the referee in making the right decisions. Now, we were just going to go to your whole idea of you said that uh, in this instance, Andre Marina, okay? Yeah. So you said that when he was the referee on field versus when he was the referee uh, behind the VAR, he made two complete different uh, decisions, correct? Uh-huh. So yeah. now one can argue for him is that when he was on field, uh, his, his vision was quite limited. He could only see what he saw with his eyes uh, and therefore he made the decision he had. Now, versus when he was a referee where he had more angles to look from, different camera angles to see from, and perhaps is that why uh, that could have influenced its decision? So, so some, some people might have argued that way. Uh, what, what, what are then your, your, your comments on that? Um, well, you, yeah. you basically let's hit the nail on the head, yeah. right? The VR is supposed to provide you different angles so you can see what exactly is happening. Right. Correct? So the referee on the pitch should then review it Mm-mm. on the pitch. If it's on the pitch, you, you mentioned about him being blocked and everything. Yeah, yeah. And that's the whole reason for VAR. Is because you might be Extra blocked. Extra set of eyes. Correct. You go and take then take a look at the screen. Mm-mm. Based on the screen and based on the images, you make the right decision. Okay. Full stop. That's it. Exactly. That's why, in my opinion, I think the tech guy should be the one, or rather, in our opinion, as we both agree, that yeah. the tech guy should be the one in charge of the VAR. Yeah. I think and that's all, all he agree. needs to do is tell the referee. Yeah. And so, let us know also, we want to know, is VAR something that should be cancelled, should be changed? Is the way how it operated should be, you know, like what we say, be, be with the tech guys rather than referees handling it. So, let us know what you feel. We feel and we stand on this show on 442 Dudes is that we think it is best that the tech guys who are not officials handle the VAR. So, again, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. My name is Ben. I'm John. And together we are the 442 Don't forget this production is brought to you by CCB TV Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook We look forward Because if you just watch and don't share What the hell are you watching this for? (laughs) Share Share So yeah, thank you Fafatu